Hey everybody, welcome back to Morning Breath. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If it's your first time and you're wondering what Morning Breath is, it's a daily devotion where one of our pastors and a co-host read a chapter from the Bible the night before, come in the next day and read it on air with you guys, whether that's on YouTube, Spotify, or on the radio. If you're wanting to get more information about East Coast or Morning Breath, just download our app, the East Coast app, or go on our website at eccc.us. That's everything for me. Let's go ahead and jump into the chapter. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive time devotion show to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt, and this is Jessica. What's going on? Happy September, mid-September, 10 days till your birthday. It's almost time. It's almost time for Birthday Palooza in our house. You started off, and then we have two, three in November. And then our anniversary, and then a birthday in December. Yeah. So it's a very expensive three months yeah. of our life at the end of the year, and then Christmas and Thanksgiving and all the things. So. Well, it's expensive, but we do budget for it. So it's, it's really not that expensive because we've been paying for it all year. Yeah. And we learned that from Dave Ramsey. Thank God. Um, thank you, Dave Ramsey. Thank you. And, uh, and the Lord. Yeah. The Lord. Thank you, Lord, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, we're going to be talking a little bit about maybe some of that this Sunday, I believe. Is it this Sunday? Yeah. Yes, it is. The Sunday coming up. So it's Monday, the next Sunday coming up. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, it is actually this Sunday coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, As part of our reset series. Yeah. And basically, we're going to just talk about taking a reset in your finances. We had to do it. We had to take a major reset. Mm-hmm. We had just got caught up in the housing crisis and... Uh, we got caught up in a technology change for your job. Yeah. Robots and took over my job. Robots took over your job back in 2008. Yeah. And uh, for real though, um, mm-hmm. drag and type and talk or whatever. Yep. Talk and text. And um, so we had to hit a reset and we're reaping the fruit of it now. It's yeah. An, it's been amazing. It is one of those things where you're like, oh, I wish we could have started our marriage that way. You know, we would have had like six, five more years ahead of the game. But wherever you start, it's worth it. Like, it's just worth it to start now. If you've oh, yeah. made horrific decisions in your finances, like for 40 years, you start now, it makes a major difference. Yeah, big so, time. Yeah, it's gonna be good. So we are in Second Samuel chapter 10. But before we get into that, we have a question and we're running out of questions. So if you could please send your questions. Is Nick? Let's send it to Nick at eccc.us. Mm. Then he can get them to us. Um, the question today is from Cassie. It is, what is your favorite pub sub? Public sub? Yeah. Um, that's easily, not easy, actually. I, I, <laughs> not an easy question. I want to say, are you going to refer to our old sub that we used to get a nope. lot, but we never get anymore? No. Nope. Okay. It's been a while since I've ordered it, but we used to get garlic bologna and salami with yellow cheddar. Yep. And that's pretty stinking good. Yeah. And you would get onions on it, on your half, and yep. That's Did, it. We didn't split subs back then. I'm pretty sure I would eat a whole one myself. Oh, yeah. He didn't share. He learned to share. Yeah. I was getting you. As my metabolism slowed less. down, <laughs> I learned to share. Less. Yeah. So my favorite right now is the Everroast sub. And they use their Everroast chicken breast, I think it is, or turkey. I think it's chicken. And bacon, of course. And this like uh, peppercorn, gourmet, Dijonais, peppercorn, mustardy stuff. And it is so good. Uh, it's good, but. I think a chicken tender sub might be better, to be honest. It's so much, it's though. Be honest it's with like you. such a big 
bite. The thing that's good about a pub sub is like that no other sub shop can offer that I know of is like the diversity of product you can get. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would get the, uh, was it like port infused roast beef, rare roast beef there? Like, yeah, they can cut that. anything on the deli. Yeah, anything in the deli yeah. with, uh, let's say, horseradish cheese. Like, yeah. You're not getting port infused with horseradish cheese at a normal sub shop. I'm not ever getting that. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> you are right. All right, that was fascinating. I'm sure everyone is fascinated. Let's dive into Second Samuel chapter 10, and I will read. Now it happened later that Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, died, and his son Hanun become, became king in his place. Then David said, I will show kindness to Hanun, the son of Nahash, just as his father did to me. So David sent a letter along with some of his servants to console him in regard to his father's death. And David's servants came into the land of the Ammonites. But the princes of the Ammonites were suspicious and said to Hanan their lord, Do you think that David is honoring your father because he has sent comforters to you? Has David not sent his servants to you in order to search the city to spy it out and overthrow it? So Hanan took David's servants and shaved off half their beards and cut off their robes in the middle as far as their hips. I was thinking about this when I was reading it, and I was like, as far as their hips, half of the robe, that is not a good place for a robe to be cut off. Let's just say that. And, and sent them worse. away. It is the bottom half, because mine says at their rear end, Oh, I think. okay. We're so sorry. Or he either made a mini skirts, like Or not. <laughs> or just shirts. Yep. Just, I think it was just a shirt. <laughs> when David was informed, he sent messengers to meet them before they reached Jerusalem, for the men were greatly ashamed and humiliated, obviously. And the king said, stay at Jericho until your beards grow and then return. When the Ammonites saw that they had become an object of hatred to David, they sent word and hired the... Arameans, Syrians of Beth Rehob and the Arameans of Zobah, 20,000 foot soldiers and the king of Makkah with a thousand men and the men of Tob with 12,000 men to fight for them. Contract killers. That's what those were. When David heard about it, he sent Joab and the entire army, the strong and brave men. The Ammonites came out and lined up for battle at the entrance of the city gate, but the Arameans of Zobah and Rehob and the men, men of Tob and Makkah were stationed by themselves in the field. Now when Joab saw that the battlefront was against him in front and in the rear, he selected some of all the choice men in Israel and set them in battle formation to meet the Arameans, Syrians. But he placed the rest of the men in the hand of his brother Abishai, and he placed them in battle formation to meet the Ammonites. Joab said to Abishai, If the Arameans are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I will come to help you. Be courageous and let us show ourselves courageous for the benefit of our people and the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what is good in his sight. So Joab and the people who were with him approached the battle against the Arameans, and they fled before him. When the Ammonites saw that the Arameans had fled, they also fled before Abishai and entered the city. So Joab returned from battling against the Ammonites and came to Jerusalem. When the Arameans saw that they were defeated by Israel, they gathered together. Hadad Ezer sent word and brought out the Arameans who were beyond the river Euphrates, and they came to Helam. And Shobach, the commander of the army of Hadad Ezer, led them. When David was informed, he gathered all Israel together and crossed the Jordan and came to Helam. Then the Arameans assembled in battle formation to meet David and fought against him. But the Arameans fled before Israel, and David killed 700 Aramean charioteers and 40,000 horsemen, and struck Shobak, the commander of their army, and he died there. When all the kings serving Hadad Ezer saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they made peace with Israel and served them. So the Aramean Syrians were afraid to help the Ammonites anymore. Amen. It Amen. sounds like the end of like a really bad nursery rhyme. <laughs> and they were afraid to be helpful to them anymore. <laughs> well, actually, uh, as you read that, because mine says Syrians instead of Arameans. Yeah. And 
uh, we know a little something about Arameans, yep. actually. We Were you going to mention that? No. Okay, cool. So when I went to Israel, we went to Israel together, um, we met an Aramean, a modern-day Aramean. And uh, Aramaic is the language that they spoke, the original language that Matthew was written in. It's the language Jesus actually spoke mm-hmm. in that day. So it's kind of like maybe for you, if you study your Bible, it's starting to come together now. These Arameans or Arameans now are the only people in Israel who are Israel's citizens who are not Israelis that are allowed to fight in the army. Mm. So they trust the Arameans now. So the Arameans weren't just afraid to help the, these people of Ammon anymore. They actually became allies. Yeah. Modern-day allies to Israel. Yep. And they are the oldest known Christians that are still practicing today. Yeah. I have a picture holding two Bibles that are over 300 years old that are written in Aramaic. They were like falling apart. And the guy who had them, the Aramean that we met. His name is David, right? Wasn't I it? think so. He Hilarious. was like literally just thrust them into my arms. And I'm like, what am I holding? He's like, oh, those are Bibles that are 300 years old in the original Aramaic language. And I'm like, and I shoved him at you. I was like, you take them. <laughs> and I was like, why am I holding these? Yes, it was awesome. I was, I was scared I was going to break them. Yeah. But like, these are Bibles that had been in their family for uh, three centuries, four yeah. centuries almost actually. Yeah. And uh, they're, Apparently they're made better back then. Cause yeah. I, I feel like I don't think this one could, could last, last that long. Years this one now. maybe actually. This Bible You're... made from lambskin. It's a little higher end. You could have it rebound. Yeah. You know, it's a you know good seventy five hundred dollar Bible. It's a real book. It's made from real paper, onion skin probably. You know, but like seventy five hundred dollars. Did I say seventy five hundred? Uh-huh. I meant seventy five two hundred. Okay, that's a big difference. This is seventy five hundred dollars. I was Bible. just gonna be like, everyone it's been, is gonna it's been judge signed by Moses. Hard. <laughs> Moses signed my Bible. Seventy five dollars. Seventy five to a hundred dollars. <laughs> which you're like, wow, it's a lot to spend. Yeah, not really. It was a gift. Not on a two, not on parents. a Bible. Yeah. Um, that could last in your family for a hundred. Yeah, years. it's special. That's awesome. It's legit. Yeah. Real leather, all that, yada, yada, yada. So I did my soap, which I'll say every time I mention it, because if people don't know what that is, it's like, you use soap. Great. Congratulations. You're clean. No, soap is an acronym for, it stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And I also have to talk about the fact that I have a unicorn journal. This is from my daughter and not normally my normal modus operandi, <laughs> but it's from my Adeline. So I use it. Um So soap, my verse that I chose was verse three, and it says, but the princes of the Ammonites were suspicious and said to Hanan, their Lord, do you think David is honoring your father because he has sent comforters to you? Has David not sent his servants to you in order to search the city, to spy it out and overthrow it? And my observation of this verse was that David actually did send comforters to this guy, Hanan, which is the son of the king who had been kind to David. And he was literally like, I'm going to send you gifts and I'm going to mourn with you and I'm going to send you comforters. Like his heart and his motive was totally pure. And then this guy, Hanan, he just lost his dad, maybe in a tender space or whatever, but he had toxic people around him. These people did not believe the best, and they actually incited this word called imaginations around David. They riled him up, and it made him decide to go into all-out war, losing resources, people, time, energy, and also severing other relationships, like with these other tribes, these other contract killers. He, He hired them to help him in the fight. And then he, at the very end of all of it, they lost people, but they also lost their relationship with these people. And it all came down to the people that Hanan had surrounded himself with, 
who had riled him up with imaginations. So we've heard this verse, and if you've been a believer for any length of time, you might have heard the verse where it says that we are to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I don't know exactly where that verse is, but you can Google it. But we were having a conversation, Matt and I, um, maybe about two months ago, and there was this uh, issue with some people that we knew, and we had heard that the one person had said something to this other person. And I said, imagine if he said that to her, can you imagine what he said to him? And Matt said, no, we don't imagine. We don't need to imagine. We cast down imaginations. And it was the first time, and I have read that verse probably hundreds of times, thought it, said it, quoted it, used it, that I act, that, that verse actually came alive to me. It was like, oh my gosh, no, we do not imagine. I do not want to imagine because that is literally borrowing trouble. It's toxic thinking. It's making up, it's, it's making up a narrative that I have no idea what actually was said, nor do I need to imagine what was said. Where yeah. is it? You found it? I found it. Second Corinthians 10, 5. Yeah. So Second Corinthians 10, 5. Take every thought captive. Take every thought captive. Make it be into Christ. Cast down all imaginations. And so my application for this verse was do not imagine or entertain imaginations from others. And that's where you can get in it yourself and you can stop yourself. But sometimes we're entertaining imaginations from others of their interpretation or their imagination about how a situation could have gone or what was said. Or blah, blah, blah. And then we're, we're just entertaining imaginations. And so my, my application was don't do that. And then my prayer, the P of soap is, Lord, thank you for your word. We cast down every imagination and every high thing, which I put in parentheses of pride, that exalts itself against the knowledge of you. I bring every loose thought, impulse, and emotion into captivity and make it obedient to you, Jesus. Help me not imagine, receive others' imaginations, or contribute to others. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's good. I yeah. love it. You know, uh, in thinking about imaginations, it's so hard when people, someone's telling you something for you to question what they're saying as, is this actually true? Yeah. But it's really a practice that you need to have when someone's telling you a story about somebody else. Like what they're saying is, even if they're not lying, it's just their perspective on what happened. Yep. And as a pastor, I've had to really deal with a lot of people, drama, people problems for pretty much my whole life because my dad was a pastor even mm -hmm. as a child. Yep. And so I would I would hear about this dispute someone was having with this other person. They would come and say, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I, my dad would always tell me, it, there's their story, the other person's story, and then the truth. Yeah. And don't assume just because you hear something here that it's the truth. And just even if you go to the other person and ask them, you're still you got to get to the truth and it's hard. It's mm -hmm. hard to find the truth sometimes because people are sharing their perspective on what happened. And they're oftentimes sharing their perspective based on what someone else told them. Mm -hmm. We get into that a lot. I'm here to tell you something that somebody told me someone else said. And so like, if we're trying to figure something out, I'd say, first of all, I have no idea what they said, yeah. but this is what's being reported. You're really good at that. So <laughs> you've had a lot of practice though. <laughs> it's horrible. It is, but it's a, tr you have to train yourself mm -hmm. when someone gossips to you. Um, so 
sometimes someone brings you information about somebody else because you're in a position to help and you're in a position of authority to do something. Mm-hmm. You have to really train yourself. At that point, it's not necessarily gossip. It's you've been trained to help. Then there's someone's telling you something because they want your help, but you're not in authority to help. Mm-hmm. And so you still have to have the same kind of mindset of like, okay, this is actually gossip mm-hmm. unless I help. Yeah. Unless I dive in and help. If I don't dive in and help, if I'm not willing to get involved, then I've just become a landing place for gossip mm-hmm. and imagination. And now I have to imagine what all this stuff happened, what all was said, da 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 da. So the way to break down and, and not become a recipient of other people's imaginations is be a person who will not receive gossip mm-hmm. and will always be ready to help and say, uh, for example, someone came to me the other day, said, I heard such and such, such and such about so and so. I said, well, why don't you go confirm if that's true? Because I'm not going to deal with it unless we know it's true. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go back to the original source of what you heard and ask if that's true? And now that's confronting the gossip. It's yep. confronting, and it's not always gossip. Sometimes it's super accurate information that's absolutely 100% true, and we need to know it. But you have to be willing to go to the source and not become a landing place for gossip. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that complica- too complicated? No. Okay, I, I have now the past couple of years, especially like just growing in leadership and responsibility, I have to constantly say to people when they bring me stuff, did you talk to that person? Yeah. Have you asked that have person? You to them? Have you talked to I will go have with you, you to, to that them? person. Oh no, it's okay. I'll go. You know, like, yeah, yeah it's endless. But yeah. It's good. It's if a good you, practice. If you find yourself, you're like, you know what? I have so many people that come and they tell me all this juicy information about other people. I want you to recognize and like, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but you are providing an outlet for gossipers. You are a soft place to land. And the way to become a hard place to land is a person who's actually willing to help. Mm -hmm. That's all it takes. Yep. You say, wow, that sounds really difficult. You know, let's go talk to that person. Why don't we, why don't we get to the bottom of why this happened? Mm -hmm. Oh no, no, I, I, I don't, I, I, uh, well, listen, when you talk to me, I'm not, not just going to hear about problems about other people and allow that to become gossip between us. Yeah. I'm actually going to help you get to the bottom of this. And so you become that person. Those people won't want to talk to you anymore. You know who will want to talk to you? Honest, quality people who need help. Yeah. Like, and that's how you literally can convert all of your friends with a snap of a finger. Yeah into honest friends yeah. <laughs> and some of the gossipers will learn like actually how to deal with those problems yeah. like if you help them but if you become a soft place to land they're not coming to you because they want your help they don't even care what you think no they're just coming to run their mouth coming to run their mouth yep feel better about their lives yep you got something or there's yeah, so much but go there ahead. is so much there is cool. so much i had a little different um I got to go find it because I closed my Bible. Let's see. Where is it at? Is this it? Did I do it? Yeah. Got him. Okay. So when these guys came back uh, who were totally embarrassed and and in shame uh, by the enemy, um, basically what it looks like is they got sent home half naked. Well, Okay, so For half them. their beard got cut off. So I was thinking, does this mean it was this long? And by the way, or you like, can see us on YouTube. If you're listening on the radio, you can look East Coast Christian Center. Was the bottom half? Up. Yeah, was the bottom half? Or was it, this is how I've always thought of it. It's like this half. It's like the right side of your face. Your beard is gone. That makes more sense to me. Because that would take forever to grow out, right? <laughs> yeah. And funnier. It would be I mean, more, more embarrassing. More embarrassing. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they got their beards cut in half, half off. Yeah. And then they got their clothes cut off at the waistline, bottom down. Basically, their rear ends and their... Did they wear boxers back then? No. <laughs> I, I went and double-checked because mine says... <laughs> We need to know, okay? He cut off their garments in the middle at their buttocks. Yeah. And I went and I looked at a reference here, and it's there's actually a verse reference in Isaiah that talks about they'll be sent away barefoot and naked. Mm. And so, yes, it was they were they were nakedness was exposed. Yeah. And I thought, how horrible would that be to march home with the bottom half of your clothes off? But then I thought, you know, they probably took the took their shirts off and wrapped it around their waist at some point. So they they went home with shirts around their waist mm-hmm. and actually man this is kind of crazy i saw a guy on the side of the road um the other day it made me really sad um he was obviously really high on drugs and he was standing on the corner of 520 and us1 uh on the us1 side in coco and uh his pants were like falling down and they were too big for him he was trying to his shirt was all ripped apart. He didn't have really a shirt to wear. He was trying to do something with his shirt where he'd pull his shirt over the holder and run it through his belt loop to hold his pants oh. up. And it was it was just sad. Yeah. And it was also really intimidating the people around him. Like he would walk up and like stand there when his pants were falling off and he's mm-hmm. like and he'd stare in their car and be like, or like this, you know. And then I saw another guy actually ask, walking the streets really fast. This is the middle of the day. We're mm-hmm. talking like four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I think it was probably five. I was coming home from work and uh, this guy was begging. He was asking for money and you know, man, you look at these guys and you think, wow, that sucks. Like that stinks rather. And that's just like uh, uh, <laughs> a bad situation and how embarrassed they must've felt how like if they were able to see themselves they wouldn't be proud of the way they looked or what they were doing or how far they fell in a way like these guys might have felt the same way just Mm -hmm. embarrassed and shamed not to mention they were told to go there by the king they had pure hearts Mm -hmm. they they weren't like out to cause trouble and got beat up they they weren't even doing anything wrong and they got embarrassed and here's what happens david says basically I got your back. Go mm-hmm. let your beard get healed up. It's going to grow back. Yep. And which takes months, you know, to grow a beard. Yeah. And uh, probably for these guys, if it, if they got that half taken off, if it was like, if it just got shaved down, it, you know, probably take two months to grow a nice beard. Yeah. And um, they were embarrassed. They were shamed by the enemy, but David let them heal. And here's what I saw is it takes time to heal. Mm-hmm. So if you've been hurt, you've been embarrassed, you've been shamed, and might I say, for any reason, by your own doing or someone else's doing, it still takes time. It takes time to heal. And there's a healing process. David went and defended them. They all band together. And there's a verse here that says, be of good courage and let us be strong. That's verse 12. And so he told them, the army that was going to come to their defense, guys, be of good courage and then let us be strong. And so as people gathered around these guys that were embarrassed, mm-hmm. like now they begin to war and fight together. And the strength and the courage comes from a word from somebody else and when people gather together. And something I thought about courage and strength is sometimes you have it, sometimes you need it. Don't feel bad when you need it. Like it's available. Yeah. Sometimes when you need it, 
it, you hear this, be of good courage and be strong for I, the Lord God, am with you. And you need courage and strength. You're like, oh, <laughs> I don't have any. And you just feel terrible. You know, I've, I've felt that way. Maybe you felt that way before. But sometimes you need it. And it's okay. Yeah. It's available. I saw tons of stuff in that same verse as well. Different stuff. I actually love that we both saw different things, but both totally relevant. So the first thing I thought when I read that verse 5 um, when David was informed, him, he sent messengers to meet them before they reached Jerusalem. So he actually didn't even allow them to get all the way to Jerusalem where they would see people they knew them, that knew them, and they would be like even more embarrassed. He actually sent someone to proactively help them. And I wrote love covers. Like he sent messengers to help them to limit their embarrassment because he wasn't even going to allow them to get to the place of being even more embarrassed. So he saw the need and he proactively sent help. Um, and then it reminded me of God providing animal skins to Adam and Eve when they sinned. And I thought, how cool that David, like you said, they, these guys were on a mission by him to be comforters, to go help, right? That was It was not their fault that this happened to them and David helped them. But Adam and Eve, it was their fault and they made a really bad choice. And it says in Genesis that God himself made tunics out of animal skin for Adam and Eve. Like what a gracious, kind, generous, gracious again, like so full of grace and mercy, God that we serve, like out of their own shame and pain brought on by themselves and this is to anyone who feels this way like we have we have all done stuff that we've brought on ourselves and we feel ashamed and we feel embarrassed or whatever but even in that god himself made tunics to cover adam and eve that's good. and that's who he is well that's the end of the show great great place to end um thanks for listening we'll yep. see you next time see you next time you are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. 
Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.